Glide across the ice at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run in Alexandria. Enjoy outdoor skating and thousands of twinkling lights for great photo ops. For hours and ticket information, visit NovaParks.com. Nova Parks, discover what's next. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. Yes, I am your host, and yes... I do deliver information that will make you successful. Uh, I'm in this industry, I've been deemed as a very successful person. I am what they call working wealthy. If I stop working, the wealth goes away. It goes away fast. So I, believe me, I know. So I'm not rich. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, Warren Buffett rich. I'm working wealthy. You look at me, I got it going on. I drive a nice car. I live in a big house. I drove what a best clothes, walk in the best shoes, but let me stop working. Boy, life will change so fast. It won't change fast. It'll be a gradual descend into what's going on with Rajon. <laughs> well, my friend, each week on Money Making Conversation Talk Show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. I try to explain it to everybody. I have a lot of people reference other people when they, I want to be just like such and such. I want to be just like LeBron James. I want to be just like Magic Johnson. I want to be just like Denzel Washington. I want to be just like, you know, Bradley Cooper. I want to be just like Lady Gaga. That's their path. If you sit down with each one of their stories, it's all different. So your path is different. It's not, it's, you must understand that. The challenges you face in your life are going to be different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversation have that same passion and share that information when we talk about their careers, their motivations, what they are promoting, and how they live a balanced life and their secrets to success. My next guest uh, was on this show in Philadelphia just recently had a great time and realized that a lot, I have a lot of fan members because on that show, once the show aired, a lot of people went to my site, moneymakingconversation.com, and joined my fan club several times because his show airs at different times in that market. He's a television host, radio host, media expert, brand influencer, and public speaker. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Quincy Harris. Thank you, sir. How, how are you doing, Rashad? First of all, I'm doing really good. Um, I was in Miami with you last week. Um, yes. Sat down and chat. So for, for, I know you have the show in, in Philadelphia. Why were you at NAPTI? And NAPTI is Association of Television Programmer Executives. We go down there if you want to get syndicated, if you big thing they was talking about down there in NAPTI. Well, of course, streaming is the rage, but also podcasts was on a yes. lot of people's conversation down there. Uh, uh, you know, Jada Pinker was down there. She announced uh, the show got picked up through Facebook through, I think, 2022. Then Gloria Estevan was a spinoff version of her show along with her niece and her daughter. So they they starting to, like, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of California, Beverly Hills, New Jersey. Well, you're about to see Red Table, 
Latino, Red Table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, red yeah. Table, all this stuff. Russia, Red, red Table, Italian, yeah. all this stuff. So so we know when you have a successful brand, especially in the talk show arena, it's very smart of her to know that, okay, no, 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 this is my brand, and I'm going to start extending it so I can give me some checks yeah. while I sleep. Because that's all we ever want, Quincy, is sleepy yeah. money. Sleepy money? Yeah. <laughs> sleepy money? <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, the reason I was down there, one, um, you know, you talk about different steps, right? And, and one of my steps in my career is, is to find mentors, whether I, I get to talk to them or I just get to like take information from their different, um, their different lives and their different paths. So um, knowingly, you don't even know this. You were already on my board. Like I have a kill list, right? Of people I need to meet, need right. to talk to. And you were already on that list, mm-hmm. right? You. So you were on that list. And it was you, it was, um, oh, my gosh, she slipped in my mind, Byron Allen. Mm-hmm. You, Byron Allen, Steve Harvey, uh, Stephen A. Smith, um, uh, Chris Abrego from 51 Minds, like oh, yeah. all these different people, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. um, I've studied, and all of these people have gone to Nat, Nat Peak, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I talked to, um, not name dropping, but I talked to Mari Povich's people, and they were like, hey, Mari will be at Nat Nat P. Then right. I saw you, and you said, Nat P. I was like, you know what? This is the year I need to be <laughs> at Nat P. Right. And you were the, the, the deciding factor of me going, because this was, I've been trying to go to this uh, event for the last five years, mm-hmm. and three days before I talked to you, someone, you know, you know, Mari Povich's people said, Nat P. You said Nat P. I said, right, I gotta go. Right. So I needed to know uh, not only from a, from a, a perspective of, you know, I'm talent on air, but I need to know what the executives know and what the executives look at. And, you know, the information I walked away from, from that forever changed me. Even just our one-on-one conversation broadened right. um, my perspective. So I really appreciate you for that as well. Well, it, 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 it's what I do. Okay. Um, again, it's really funny. Chris Abrego, you know, uh, in the mall, in the mall, what I did yes. the Steve Harvey talk show. Steve Harvey, everybody knows I managed him for 16 years. Currently, I manage Stephen A. Smith. So, yep. so, so we really were, we really were narrowing it down just one person, me. <laughs> you need to be me, my brother. You need to be yeah. me. It's Byron Allen. I don't know. I know Byron Allen from my stand-up comedy days, and he was there. He gave yeah. a great speech, and he's on top of the world with his. With his, with, with what he's come from, and so, so when yep. I look at you as a talent, I did your show, very comfortable show, and I was, I walked away, my walk away was like, okay, this young man should expand his brand, he, he should be bigger than this in this market, but sometimes you can get trapped into a market. I'm not saying you trap, yeah. but you know, you want to syndicate, and sometimes deals won't let you syndicate because they have a different vision for you. So, mm-hmm. what is the ultimate vision for? Well, first of all, before before you answer that question, what was your experience coming to Natty? It was, for me, it, it exceeded um, my wildest expectations. For me, uh, going into Nappy, I was a guy, you know, I go, I come from radio going into television. I, I thought I was just doing a show in Philly and no one can see it. Um, I met a lot of executives there <laughs> that knew who I was, yes. which blew me away. That was number one. Number two, the information of, streaming and OTT over the top technology, which um, our industry and television is going towards um, that, that helped me. So I said, okay, this is where I need to go. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the insight of, you know, some of the people that I, I, I work for here at Fox, um, their, their vision of what television looks like moving forward. So for me, it was, 
it it was something I wish I would have done four or five years ago, but I'm I'm really glad I made the last minute decision after I talked to you to to go to NAPI. Absolutely, uh, NAPI is the National Association of Television Program Executives. is a professional yes. associate of television and emerging media executives, and people come down there. They have they have seminars, they have panels, and also more important, they have buyers buyers of television shows, and and also they have speakers and. And who tell you about their experience. And it's really, a, it's a, if you're trying to get in the television business, I want to get educated about the television business, you know, you can buy a day pass, I think a day pass, just to come by and see the activities, like $600, $600 a day, just to go in and just be able to see the different booths and different uh, different lanes of information that are being processed while you're down there. And so yes. one of the great things with that I, we got to do was I got to really spend some non, you know, TV time with with Quincy and sit down with him and we we looked over your sizzle reels and and I just gave you my level of expert expertise as to why this worked because he had two different sizzle reels and my whole concept was merging as one because that's what I do what I do is I'm able to look at talent and this young man is talented so now he just has to make decisions now because and they're tough decisions because sometimes you know I love IBM I went to Went on the road as a stand-up comic. I went to New York, and I went to L.A., then I went from L.A. back to Houston. And all these were life-changing decisions because of the fact that has, is, he, is, is Philly the right place for him? Mm-hmm. That's the decision he has to make now because I can easily see him on E. I can easily see him on, you know, uh, Entertainment Tonight. I can easily see him on X. There's so many things I can easily see him on, but guess what? They're not in Philadelphia. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, no, I totally get it. As totally well as as well as emerging technology of other shows that we have mentioned that are being on, you know, on uh, uh, Roku channels and uh, podcast channels. It's a lot of really really cool things. So when I look at a talent like like Quincy Harris, you know, who's based in Philadelphia, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I got to wait till he makes that decision before I can step in and go, hey man, I can do this for you because certain things you can't not do if you're not available consistently for people to see you. And that's why I wanted you to come down to Napty and let you know, guess what? People know you, my man, way more than yes. you think they know you. Now, yep. now, now they're going to say, where you at? That's exactly. the question you have to ask. Where are you located at? So, and, and the frustration can happen is that you can move to L.A., you can move up to New York, and guess what? Six months later, you probably, man, I could have stayed in Philadelphia. There are no guarantees. There are yep. no guarantees. But I'm just telling you, Quincy, you are talented, my friend. Thank you very much. No, I, I appreciate it. It was, uh, it's funny. Uh, I lived in Philly my entire life, and then I moved to L.A. Uh, with no job. This was in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I landed uh, a radio gig with Big Boy, who's syndicated radio host out there. And I, I learned from him, and I was out there for about almost five years. And then me coming back home, you know, um, I stayed home. I was here, and I then I transitioned into you know my television show here at Fox, which is you know has been a great opportunity. But again, you know you can look at other people's stories and just see like okay, I need to write my own story. But you also have to keep changing and keep reinventing <laughs> yourself and keep um, taking risk. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. I, I definitely um, you know everything aligns the way it needs to align. So I, I'm. Um, I'm appreciative of just our connection in the last, you know, two weeks. Before we get off, let's talk about your podcast that's on Spotify. Yes, uh, I have a podcast called Frequency, uh, Frequency, a.k.a. Free Quincy. Um, <laughs> the one thing I've done in my radio career, um, I've been able to, you know, talk to different people, 
but a lot of times you can only talk to people on radio for three to four minutes. Six minutes is a stretch. Um, on television, it's even quicker, right? You're only getting like three minutes. Um, this is a podcast where I'm able to talk to people for 20, 30 minutes um, and, you know, it just get to show uh, just the wide range of, of interest and in people that I can talk to. I can talk to anybody about a various um, amount of things, and this is what I'm showing on the Frequency Podcast. Well, my man, we're going to talk soon. You know, yes, sir. Uh, life is good. Uh, I have an agenda for you, and the, the agenda is to lead with your gifts in 2020 because you have many gifts. Yes. And uh, thanks to, keep me on your agenda, brother, because I believe in oh, you, listen. Quincy Harris. I, I appreciate it. And we're going to talk soon, okay? I appreciate yes, you, sir. my brother. Thank you. Much love. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to help take care of her. A lot of times the baby and the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My next guest is a first-timer. The first-timer for Money Making Conversations. we, we, we communicate on my LinkedIn account. So that's, I kind of know a little thing about her. little thing about it. My next guest is a business leader, media executive, and multicultural marketing expert with over 25 years. I got 30 years, so I got to beat. She got 25 years. I got 30 years. of experience building value for Fortune 500 companies and startups. She is president and COO of Joy Collective, where she leads marketing strategy and operations for a diverse portfolio of clients. Please welcome... To Money Making Conversations, Olina and Walco Blanchard. Hello, good morning. Did, did I get it right, Miss Nigerian, Miss Nigerian you Queen? You did get it right. Hey, you Woka. did get it right. Woka. Woka. You Woka. did get it right. Thank hey, you. Got to get that right because, you know, I can't just tell you, Olina Blanchard. Then they tell us we got a little fight on our hands. Do no, no, no. We got to have, we got to have the Nigerian, you know, loud <laughs> and proud in there. So otherwise well, my, my people will be on me. So yes, absolutely. Thank well, you for that. Well, tell us about the background because it is a, it's a, it is a source of pride and, uh, and, and being able to keep that as part of your, your introduction. So talk about the, how's that relationship to where you're in your life now and how it all, as far as your parents, you got over to America or you're born in America. How did it work? No, thank you for that. So, um, yes, as far as my history and where Nigerian plays an important role, I'm Nigerian first and foremost. So I was born to a British mother and Nigerian father. I grew up my childhood in England and Nigeria, but really my, my elementary school, primary school years in Nigeria. And then I moved to the United States in middle school, so as an adolescent. And, um, you know, it's an interesting transition as an African immigrant, a mixed African immigrant right. in, um, in America in the 1980s. So what's always been such an important part of my identity, though, a dominant part of my identity is being Nigerian. 
And you see that just, I mean, Rashawn, you're in, you, you know, you're in the entertainment industry. So now you see more Nigerian Americans like Yvonne Oji and, and Cynthia Rebo and other people celebrating, you know, our culture. And so it's just really important. We're very proud people. So even though British is part of my history and I've lived in the United States for more than 30 years, I consider myself and identify with being Nigerian first and foremost. So I um, absolutely have to have that in my name. And then the other part is I lost my father Mm -hmm. um, many years ago. And so part of honoring his legacy and part of just being my father's daughter, which is so much of who I am, is making sure that I represent him and represent where I come from. So that's why my maiden name is uh, I actually had legally changed to my middle name uh, when I became an American citizen just a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important part of who I am, and it very much informs everything I do and, and my point of view on the world. So um, you say, how, how many years you been over here? I came to United States. See, now, Rashawn, you're going to age me. No, I'm not going to. No, no, I, I don't want to age you. Because no, that I accent. I came to the United States in 1984. But your accent is so clean, and it sounds very British. It sounds very British because I learned to speak English <laughs> in England. I learned to speak. In England, so the first seven or eight years of my life. Okay, Alina. I'm not going to buy that. I'm not. I, I see too many British <laughs> actors come over here speaking English like they born over here. I, 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 it's just amazing. So <laughs> because we can imitate it. We okay. Oh. Imitate. Trust me, I faced the funk for many, many years. Because as a teenager, you want to fit in, but in Nigeria, in my house, my father was appalled. Right. That I would use any other accent <laughs> other than British or Nigerian or at least a refined Nigerian accent. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't at home. So I had to maintain, as much as I faked it, my sister girl accent outside of the house, <laughs> I had to maintain it inside because it wasn't um, sort of acceptable. So I've always had this because this is how I've spoken at home. And one day, um, my brother, my older brother just said to me, he said, okay, we have to stop pretending. Um, that we are American one day and we're something else the next day. Just be who you are. Right. It was really, right. we, we struggled. I right. did with, mm-hmm. with somewhat of an identity crisis as a mixed African in America. Mm-hmm. And that, so mm-hmm. finally at some point I said, you know, this was, is what it is. And some days people say, you sound like you're straight out of D.C. or something. And the next minute you sound like you're out of Nigeria because I can speak pidgin English or... You sound like you're right off the boat from England, and that's just who I am. Well, you England today. You English. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, speaking I'm to British today. royalty so we, today. By the time we're done, I might be sister girl today, but either no, way. no, no. Yes, you know, so because, am, see, I'm very British. I'm, I'm just telling you something. <laughs> Even when you say sister girl, you need to stop. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so British. Sister girl, sister girl. No, no, that's stop. Stop. I'm working on it. He's he not even working on you. Failing. I get an F. You get an F on sisterhood. Sister girlhood. I can't help it, but Rashawn, <laughs> next conversation we'll have, we'll do it in a Nigerian accent, and then that will be that oh will be my. different. Oh, that'd be totally different. Well, well, thank you for coming on my show, <laughs> Money Making Conversations. I, sure. I followed your career, I followed your brand, and uh, Joy Collective is, is something that's that's uh that's, that's based in the uh, uh, Maryland District of Columbia, DC area, correct? Yeah, it is. Okay, tell it us. Is. So tell us what exactly and how did the name come about? Because you're the president and COO of Joy Collective. First of all, tell us how the name came about and what exactly does Joy Collective do? Yes, well, I'm super excited to talk about Joy. First of all, I would be remiss if I didn't say the founding of Joy actually was by my business partner and co-owner, Kelly Joy, 
Richardson Lawson, we have similar stories in that she lost her father. Mm -hmm. And it was such a transformative moment in her life that she decided she wanted to create a company that was really committed to celebrating joy and creating joy for, for herself and just having more joy in her life, especially in her business um, work. And so I joined her. She's been a good friend for many, many years. And I joined her a few months after she created Joy. And just to give everybody a, a, um, an understanding of who we are and what we do, Joy is a cultural intelligence marketing and creative agency. Um, and yes, we're headquartered in D.C. And what does that mean? Well, um, first of all, marketing and advertising, that is what we do. And we yes. do soup to nuts. We do anything from helping companies build marketing strategies to executing those. Um, we do video production, we do events, all of that. But we do that from the lens of cultural intelligence in a world that looks very different now than it did 5, 10, 20 years ago. And we see companies making so many mistakes these days. Like, Rashawn, you know, we all look sideways when Gucci was, you know, doing um, blackface sweaters and Prada was doing all kinds of craziness. And we see all these ads by H&M. And so a lot of times companies will call us after they've made mistakes, but a lot of companies are calling us now right. beforehand to say, help us understand a new consumer marketplace, which we call polycultural, which is you've got so many generations and you've got so many consumers of color. We help companies really understand the lifestyle, the values, the behavior of consumers. And then we help them craft business strategies that helps speak to people like us, right? People in our community. Right. Um, so they get it because you know what? Most companies realize that the world has changed and they have to do something different, but they don't know how because they haven't had to for so many years. They've spoken to a majority white audience. So that's, um, that's what so you're like does. a gatekeeper at times, right? In that space. You're like a gatekeeper at times. You, uh, as far as uh, making sure the branding's correctly effective, so it doesn't uh, fall in line with because what you don't know can can come back and bite you. That's a hundred percent correct. That's a hundred percent correct. And the other thing that's really really important is that we are black owned, we are women owned, and when you look at our staff, you look at all of the people who are part of the Joy team. We are so diverse. Mm -hmm. We're diverse in age. We're diverse in nationality. We're diverse in in ethnicity. And so we really believe in building a team that represents the world that we live in so that when we speak to and help companies realize how to do things differently, we're speaking from a position of professional expertise, but we're speaking from a position of personal experience as well. Well, experience is everything. You know, it drives how people, well, how much you can get paid, how much, how much you know, success. You look at your resume, your bio. Now, you have a background in the relationship with TV One and the digital side of it, correct? I do. I do. I actually used to lead digital media for TV One. I was um, with TV One for seven years. I did. Um, I, I led the digital media department the last few years that I was there. So I did a lot of work early on with TV One just trying to uh, get a new cable network right. out in the marketplace. Um, and so I did that, uh, yeah, for seven years. And, you know, my background, so people may think of now, if you see me, uh, my title as a, as a marketing executive, most people would not know that I'm a former engineer. So I actually started my career 25 years ago as a computer programmer and a consultant um, in, in uh, systems integration. Some folks may remember the big Arthur Anderson company. Um, and I used to work there. And, and so the, the world of digital that we live in now makes so much sense for me 
because um, my technical training and background as an engineer was a perfect mix with my um, MBA in marketing. And now it shows up in that all of the work that we do right. essentially um, sits, you know, on this in this digital world. So makes a lot of sense for me. Now, now I, I had many guests on the show. One of the recent guests I had on the show was with AARP. That was one of the platforms that you guys work with as far as marketing. When a, when a brand like that comes to you, what are some of the steps or the pitch or the platforms or the research that you have to put together so it can move forward in a positive direction? The brand is AARP. And I also was so excited about it that I ran it on my own social media platform as well. Oh, I love it. Well, no, I'm so glad you asked because in terms of like the type of work we do, how do we even kick that off? So AARP came to us with another organization called Ad Council. And for those who don't know, Ad Council is one of those organizations that does a lot of work. A lot of PSAs, they stand for right. things that really have positive impact in the community. So they came to us and they said, look, black women don't invest in retirement the way other people do. And you and I know, Rashawn, like in our community, you remember when Chris Rock said, there's rich and then there's wealthy? <laughs> we haven't had the opportunity to amass wealth in our community, just given our history. So what the ARP did, they came and they said they want to help create room for more black women to invest in retirement, to invest in their future and their legacy that they leave for their families. And so they asked us to help them understand what's important to black women. What is it that's preventing black women from investing in retirement when they have, they have jobs, they have income, they have 401k plans. And so that was part of the understanding. The first thing that we do is we sit with them. We look at research. A lot of companies invest in data. We hear all this stuff about research. Like, you know what people do and how they behave, but you don't know why. Right. And so we help them understand like the history of why black women take care of everybody else. But, but don't necessarily take care of themselves and why we feel it's selfish. Well, you know, it's really we interesting. Invest in ourselves. It's really interesting because any advertiser, they always talk about the female controls the purse of the household. The buying power is by the female. You know, when yeah. advertisers want to know, okay, are women watching the show? Are women listening to the show? Are women yeah. aware of the brand? Even professional football. Why do you think they are female sideline reporters now? Because they're trying to get women to watch football. Even though everybody's watching it, they, they want more women. Because the, and so and so when you when you say something like women, but in the, knowing they have all this power, listening power, buying power, yep. viewing power, mm -hmm. participation power, when it comes to retirement, the women don't take care of themselves because they, like you said, they're spending money on everybody else, taking care of everybody else, branding everybody else, but not branding themselves through retirement. That's pretty amazing. That's a hundred percent. So we were able to help create a campaign that encourages black women to invest in themselves. One last request. Please send me something yes. I can post about the uh, Tamala Man campaign because uh, she's a wonderful person. Again, uh, the She Heroes campaign, We I, I supported it. I have six sisters. I supported it on my 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 personal as well as my money-making conversation platform. Again, Kelly, long-term friend, way back to the BET days. So I'll yeah. always support any of her brands, but more importantly, getting to know you and your British journey and your Nigerian journey. <laughs> My British Nigerian and, uh, journey. journey. And, your, and, your, and, you and, and so just much. being you, Orlena and Wolka, 
Blanche. I can't help this be me, but Rashawn, you make it easy. Thank you for everything that you do. I love money-making conversations. I've actually really enjoyed listening um, to so many of your podcasts. You have fantastic interviews, and you really are inspiring us. So thank you for being you. I appreciate you. Well. But get that get that yeah. uh, Tamla man to me. We talk soon. I appreciate oh, you. Oh, I will do. I'll make it happen. Okay. Bye-bye. Take thank care. You. My next guest is the founder of the real estate brokerage firm Agents of LA, a luxury real estate group. He is a real estate agent, founder of Agents of LA, real estate brokerage firm, producer, entrepreneur, and TV personality. I like that part. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Ty Savage. Man, thank you for having me on your show. And uh, I just listened to that whole part, and I need to step my game up on my own podcast because you're <laughs> killing it. I mean, I feel like I just got schooled, you know, so it is a, it is an, an honor to be on your show. And, um, man, I, I need you as my mentor, actually, at this point. Well, my man, uh, please, but thank you for that compliment. I will be your mentor. That's why this show, because a lot of people have asked me over the years, you know, as an individual. And so I started uh, Money Making Conversation in 2017. I was doing it on my Facebook page. I was doing it on Mondays, and people would respond, and, and I was only going to give an hour, and you know, when people respond, they want you to respond back. And so I was sitting there for three hours, and I, once I stopped managing Steve Harvey, I started to be able to talk and start considering what I wanted my brand to be. And it was about uh, providing information and mentorship. And so that 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 intro that you got, know that intro has been written many many years for many celebrities, and I always feel that you are uh, you are a blessing to be on my show. You're providing information to the people who listen to my show. And I want to continue this relationship and let you know that coming on my show, I got to do my homework, Ty. So that's all. I just did my homework, brother, and you're special. <laughs> man, man, you know, it's like I just feel like there's so much about you. And, I, you know, I'm doing my research about you. You know, literally as I'm sitting here, I'm really impressed. You know, you're Steve Harvey's a manager, right, or ex-manager. And yes. you've been with him. And he had a radio show. Were you part of that? Well, I, I created his radio show. We created it in 2000. And uh, in L.A., I negotiated the largest local uh, uh, radio personality deal in the country. Uh, we radio one wow. at the time. And then in 2005, uh, we would, uh, I always felt he was, that that show should be national. I always felt that way in 2005. We uh, moved to, LA, to New York City and syndicated the show uh, nationally. And um, the rest is history. You know, three three uh, number one bestsellers. They turned into a movie. It was Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2. I now manage uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's one of my clients, uh, the uh, most popular uh, uh, sports media person in the world right now, Stephen A. Smith. So I think what I do is not accidental, Ty. <laughs> and, 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 and what is this? I think I saw something about an Emmy. Yeah, I have two Emmys, uh, two Emmys uh, for television. And uh, and so, you know, I, I look at my life and, uh, you know, uh, my book will be out in January of 2021. And it's about uh, not accepting average. And I uh, I don't, I don't come from a family. Nobody rescued my family you know, and, and moved them to a better neighborhood. Nobody told me that, that that if I went to school that I would one day become uh, successful. It was just through hard work, Ty. And uh, I, I try to continue to say that on this show and everybody that I meet that I am you uh, through hard work, through proper planning, and I will continue to be you and you can be me. Now, where I separate the line is through athletics and physicality. Now, I will not dunk like LeBron. I will not shoot <laughs> like Steph Curry. I will not throw the ball like Deshaun Watson. But I know I can I can think with him. I can compete with him mentally. And so that's the world that a majority of our people out there can compete in. 
And so when I bring individuals on the show, I just want you to share your story, your ups and downs, because we all have downs. And I don't, uh, and sometimes when you look at Hollywood, all you see is the magic side of a story. You know, and you can tell a great story in 30 minutes or 22 minutes if it's a commercial TV or an hour. Go see a movie in three hours, and they, they go from the beginning, middle, and end. But life is not like that. It's a journey. And my life is still part of that process. I did a, um, I did a video uh, with uh, Tom Bilyeu. And um, it went viral. I think it's like, like, and um, one of the things that I talked about in that video was about not restricting one's growth through their age. And it hit home with a lot of people because I've noticed that when people hit a certain age, especially in their fifties, they kind of they kind of in a race to the retirement line, and it and feeling that something's going to happen. And I and I looked at, and I looked up what you would get when you retire. If I, despite all the money I made in my life, if I retired at the age of sixty six. The check I would get would be twenty eight hundred dollars a month. Wow! <laughs> all the more, and I made some money now, Ty. I made some money. That's the check I would get. You, you know, so so I'm trying to figure out what are people racing to to retire if that's your pot of gold. And so if that's your pot of gold, because you've been misinformed and you've been misled by some some ill informed level of propaganda, people are out there talking about they got they got somebody's going to take care of them, and that's not true. And so my whole part and purpose of this show is to provide that, that nugget of education so you can realize that at 50, you can still reach your dreams. At 60, you can reach, reach your dreams. At 70, don't stop. Life, life provides opportunities. So that's my tone. That's, that's the purpose of why I do money-making conversations. And when I bring an individual like you who is different from me, who speaks different from me, who lives a different walk of life, but we share similar stories of success, similar stories of setbacks, and I just want to let people know who come on, who listen to the show, that can be you. Your success story can be motivation. Long as you realize how hard this young man is working, how committed to proper planning this young man has, that's the story that I want to be told on this show, and people deliver it on a regular basis. And that's why when we sit around and I look at the various people who can come on my show, I can't keep telling the same story. You know, well, Rashawn, you know what, I, what? I'll jump in here mm-hmm. because I think the most important thing for any viewer or listener out there is to have passion and motivation. Get up with the the, the right tone, right? And you know, for myself personally, you know, I wake up every morning early, and I I, I get my thoughts collected, and uh, I get my goals planned out. Mm-hmm. You know, every day, every week, every month, every year. You know, it's not just a thought; it's a dream and a dream that I'm going to make reality. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think anybody has the chance to, uh, to, to meet their goals as long as they move in the right direction. And, you know, set expectations, too. You know, for myself, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm success um, goal-oriented. Right. You know, it's not really about the money. It's really about the passion and what really drives me. And... Um, I think anybody that wants to do anything with their life, they have to find the right passion. It, you know, and that's where it, they're going to meet success. Really, it's really so true what you're saying. I always tell people it's not about the money. It's about the opportunity. You, you, you push the opportunity and plan the opportunity, and then guess what? You'll make money. And so that is what you just said is what I believe in. And that's why I said that when I wanted you to – I just want to let everybody know that you know, I get up at 4.15 every day. That's except on Saturday and Sunday. And so I'm early because I do collect my thoughts. People say, what are you doing? I say, well, I get up. You know, I'm not happy to get up. So I'm, I'm just collecting my thoughts. And I've learned that getting up at 4 o'clock, 4.15 and getting up at 6 changes the whole approach to my day. 
So you're saying a lot of things that I've been preaching on this podcast and this syndicated radio network for the last couple of years, and we've never met. Yep, it's, it's weird. But you know what, though? A lot of people have this mindset where they, they think that, that they'll do it in the future. People don't have the mindset that their life's really running out. You know, life is a gift, and every day you wake up, that's your gift. Yes. So use it to the fullest extent. You know, even with this conversation that we're having, you know, it's, we're going to teach some people out there what it takes to actually have success. You know, I woke up early this morning just like you, mm-hmm. went to the gym. I'm currently on a walk right now because I want to put that on my, my goal sheet. Mm-hmm. So as we're, we're talking, I'm walking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm burning some calories, right, because that's right. one of my goals. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people, people don't really have that mentality. They think, you know, I'll just do it tomorrow or I'll do it the next day. No, the time is right now. Don't wait. You know, if you have something that you want to do, put it, put it on paper. Figure out how long it's going to take. And then, you know, check around. Find out who's doing what you're doing. Do the research, just like what you've done. Right. You know, you've done your research. I'm embarrassed that I haven't done all my research. I called my <laughs> publicist this morning, uh-huh. and I said, tell me about Rashawn. And then I started looking at you, looking you up, and then you start telling me about me. I'm like, dang, okay. You know, I got to get on my A game. I got to get on my A game to be like you. But, you know, I'm, I'm you know, ecstatic that we're having this conversation because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I'll learn something from you. You'll learn something from me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that uh, I'm not sure where you want to go with everything, but well, this is your show. Well, you, first you, of all, you, you lead the way. You're going right where I want you to go. You have a story to tell. I can tell the motivational and information. You've, you've dropped some nuggets on this show. And those are the type of nuggets that I want all my guests to drop. But you're on fire today, my friend. Uh, you host and created this podcast all tied up. Tell us about it and the why that you created. And a lot of popular names on there that I'm familiar with. Talk to us about all tied up. Well, you know, in the beginning, um, the podcast was well it seemed like the right thing to do because i have the relationships with a ton of celebrities right and uh, a lot of people are so scared to ask questions but they don't realize that these celebrities are just like me and you yes. without being a celebrity they're just normal people that have a story and uh, i was telling my publicist this morning that you know t boz she's the only person i know that reaches out to me just to see how i'm doing mm-hmm. no 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 expectations no nothing right but people don't know her stories about having sickle cell right. and the business of you know where she where she came from and this is what the podcast is really about. It's about celebrities and significant and, 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 and big personality people that talk about their business, where they came, where they came from, who they are, where they're going, and asking the questions, you know, that are, are you know, that, that, are, that are going into your brain and my brain at the same time and ask them because maybe you're, you don't want to ask them, you don't want to offend them. Just ask them a question. You know, I had T-Boss crying on my TV show. I had a guy that, you know, his name's Mike he owns Caviar Gold, you know, and he owns one of the biggest cannabis companies, and he's crying on the show, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, how he can't give certain product away because it's illegal now right. and how he can't help cancer victims. Right. I mean, there's a lot of really good, you know, conversations that we have that people need to know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it's just um, it's, it's, it's a different type of podcast because, first off, I had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I jumped into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was so scared. You know, talking in front of this mic and didn't know what I was doing and, you know, how it was going to sound. And, but the thing about it is I did it, and I think that people are going to get a lot of good insight, information, that mm-hmm. I'm just a normal person just like them. You know, I have the same kind of fears that they have. Right. I'm just living my life because I have this dream that one day I'm going to become somebody and discover myself, and people will follow that journey with me. My man, I want to thank you for coming on my show. I appreciate you. I really do because— you know, 
this is probably the most honest show I've had because you, as you as at the very beginning, you said, "Man, I'm I'm finding out about you as we speak," and that was just, a, <laughs> you know, which is really cool, you know, because of the, a lot because of a lot of things in life about what I've accomplished. I push aside and I just move forward because I'm not a guy who keeps looking at my success. I want to know what the opportunities present for me and how I can change the future. Cause that's what I'm about. I'm about changing the future. And if you come in town next week, man, please uh, just drop me a call. I'll, I'll set aside some time just to say hi, quick snack, quick hug, because I, I want you to be a part of my life, my brother. I really do. Just as a, I just, a that. just as a person that, that will make that call to you. Say, how you doing brother? And Cause I have a phrase I'm, I'm telling everybody in 2020, this is my phrase. Lead with your gifts in 2020. That is my statement. That is my mantra. And I'm telling everybody, believe in yourself and lead with it. Don't let nobody question it. And you will be successful if you have the work Amen. ethic and the plan. I appreciate <laughs> you, brother. And uh, we're going to talk soon. But tell your people to contact my people so we can hook up next week. Okay? Thank you, Ty. Send me a text message. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. Stay strong. Keep walking, man. More calories. More fun. Hi, this is Rushan McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rushan's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing. And she got spoiled because there were maids and things to right. help take care of her. A lot of times, the baby in the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. And follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My next two guests are brothers on the very popular TV series Black Ink Crew Chicago. In its sixth season, Don Brunfield, a piercer and manager of Nine Mag in Chicago, is focused on growing his acting career. But his wife's health scare may become a major distraction for him and his family this season. His older brother, Four Brunfield, a tattoo artist at Nine Mag, is making his mental health, which is depression, a priority, and using this platform to spread the word about his experiences. He is also a very, very talented hip-hop artist, and he helps the owner of Nine Mag, Ryan, deal with his personal struggles along the way this season. Black Ink Crew Chicago airs every Wednesday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the brothers Don and Four Brunfield. Yo, yo, what's going on, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. How's everything treating y'all? Yeah, black. Black. Pretty good, man. We out early morning in this gym. Good, good. Well, thank you. They tell me you're taping right now. You taping the show? Are you are you taping the show right now, or what's going on? Yeah, we always working. We always working. We stay busy. Well, I got to, I, I got well. Just, uh, that's what money making conversations is all about. Talking to busy people. Now, Don, I got to meet you uh, uh, in Philadelphia. Was doing the Q Harris show. It was great meeting you. Your personality. Your really, you know. Tell us about yourself a little bit, so we can. Then I'm gonna go over to four, and I just want to introduce the artist, the artist, my my base, my podcast base, my syndicated radio base to each one of you individual, and we just start talking about the show and your individual success stories that you're creating away from the show. Don, you up first? Okay, well, you know, of course, Don, you know, Black and Green Chicago man, Mac, uh, also in my well, man, just uh, you know, a young African American male, born and raised here in Chicago, 
Uh, it was a blessing to uh, join my fellow group of brothers in this uh, opportunity and uh, endeavor that comes to, you know, being a part of uh, VH1, being a part of uh, Black King Crew Chicago and the brand and the team that we created. Um, right. Again, you know, humble, humble upbringing. Played basketball my whole life in Chicago. Uh, remember we we talking a little bit uh, in Philly. I was telling you about me attending Lincoln University. Absolutely, see you out of uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you know uh, I'm, so I'm gonna get yeah, you down for that now. Keep your schedule blocked. September 20th through the 26th, HBCU Week, Wilmington, Delaware. I already told them that we're gonna get you down there, man, because you know that whole HBCU yeah. thing. Given that branding, <laughs> I really was happy you told me your background because we want to collect because you're an influencer. And we got to have influencers there who attract everybody and let them understand that HBCU is a brand that is being underserved as far as being recognized for what the efforts they are doing in the corporate and everyday life community. So that was awesome, brother. Completely. Completely. Yeah. So, you know, leaving that and coming home from that experience uh, to join my brothers in this opportunity has been nothing but a blessing uh, because those lessons have... uh, you know, while growing, have taught me how to handle this opportunity uh, to further <laughs> expand uh, my career path, you know, uh, you know, a few years down the line from now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, before we get to four, at four, I'm just let you know, man, I, I spent five years in Chicago. I was up there with uh, Steve Harvey, uh, executive producer, and co-created his talk show up there. So from 2012 to 2016, I was up there. So I know it's about the code up there, brother. You guys are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. You guys. I'm just let y'all know. We got a little history together. So I, I was, I've been up there. So when you, speak, when you speak Chicago to me, I know about Chicago. It's 50 degrees in June. Okay. It's, 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 it can get crazy up there. <laughs> so, Ford, tell me about your hip hop background and everything you're trying to strive for, man. I really like your the role that you play because it's not a character, it's you. And so then we're going to break down some of the cast members yeah. so we can educate everybody because. It, you know, when I see Black Ink Crew Chicago commercials running during football games, that's a whole new game that's playing out for your, y'all showing a whole new audience. So I know some more additional blessings are happening because of that additional exposure. But let's find out a little bit more about, about you four. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, it's definitely um, a blessing with this platform that we have. Um, being from the south side of Chicago, you know, uh, born and raised, um, you know, to to basically just be a you know inspiration for our city, you know, and show you know people that's not from Chicago, you know, what I mean, that is not always as bad as the seems. There are good parts. There are you know great people here as well. You know, right. and we're just trying to be role models to our people and pe- pretty much people who can relate to our story. You know, me, uh, I'm definitely a survivor from like mental illness issues. Yes, sir. You know, so um, you know, having my brothers, you know, what I'm saying, uh, pretty much you know, be there for me. You know, uh, plays a big part. So. I try to now just, you know, spread the love and spread those words to, you know, help someone else through their journey, you know, whatever it is that they're going through. You know, we lost a sister, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, mental illness. So we just try to now, you know, just be, you know, leaders, you know, of that and just motivate our people, you know, rather through the music or rather through what they see on TV. Just to see our growth, we've been on Black and Crew Chicago now for six seasons. So, you know, now we're just trying to, you know, keep our journey going and just doing things the right way and, you know, showing people how to be, you know, bosses instead of, you know, always workers. Like, we can do it. We, we, we're powerful. We got, you know, the right mindset. We just got to, you know, you got you to gotta do it. Well, you know, it's really That's important. That's what we're here to do, man. It's really important that you guys are speaking this way because these shows, what you call them reality series or docu-series, they're really commercials. They're pr- platforms to, you know, grow your brand, promote your brand. If you have, 
If you have a product you want to sell, you yeah. get it out on the show. And it's and you'd be remiss if you don't do that. Now, Don, you want to get into acting. I'm just let you know. You may not know my background, but you know, I, you know, sitcoms, blockbuster movies. You might want to you might want to Google me, my brother. You might want to Google me. Correct, correct. And so because no, no, huh? <laughs> and so when I look at you as an actor, okay, first, you got your credentials, bro. Okay, no, when you when you um when you when I when I saw you, first of all, you you're a good looking guy. Let's go and put that out there. Okay, and but your per, and your personality was really engaging. Okay, you articulate. So when you when you look at your, the structure of competition out there, are you gonna? Okay, you're in Chicago right now. They do have acting opportunities in Chicago, but you know, L.A. A lot of people move to Atlanta, but really they should go to L.A. When I see the word acting, trying to pursue that, what does that mean? Because you know, L.A. is where you got to be. No, L.A. completely is completely the. Uh... My ultimate goal, you know, me and my brother always talk about leaving Chicago. And yes, sir. L.A. is on the top of the list for opportunities. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Waiting on you, brother. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just know uh, that, uh, I, 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 I just know that, you know, when you're doing that, are you taking acting classes? What, when you say acting and pursuing it, just give us a little more audition other than the roles that you're playing or the, or the, or the series on Black Ink Chicago. What other things, when you say you're pursuing it, what are you, what are you, uh, what experiences are you, are you uh, pursuing a, to, to grow that, to grow that end of your business? Because I know that for his hip-hop career, he got oh. five albums he's dropped, so he's in that lane. He's 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 rolling. So on the right. acting end, where are you at? Oh, well, for me, of course, acting class is a must. Yes. Um, I'm constantly trying to master that craft, uh, even if I'm at home doing, uh, practicing my self, uh, self-tapes, anything I can do to keep bettering at the craft. Uh, right now, uh, I'm participating in three of four different uh, on-stage slaves. Awesome. Uh, that's to constantly get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you step in front of that live crowd and that live audience, and you have to sell them the moment, sell them <laughs> the dream, make yes. them believe in the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that's a humbling experience as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think transitioning from stage to on-camera, hey, uh, that's what's made it easier for me to do on-camera acting, uh, because there's nothing like being in front of that live audience, and <laughs> uh, you don't get a second take. Absolutely. Uh, when it's Absolutely. a live crowd. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it pushes me to really go home and study my lines, study my craft, study my character. Uh, and for me, it's become fun. It's become a passion. Um, that's why I'm always in the gym. That's why I'm always on top of my health. Mm-hmm. I just constantly want to uh, be able to deliver my character and deliver this, uh, you know, my skill sets at the maximum ability. So uh, for me, it's just been constant reinforcement and hitting the pavement right now. Uh, taking on each and every opportunity that's given to me right now. Now, this is really great. I'm talking to Don and Ford Broomfield. That's B-R-U-M-F-I-E-L-D. They're from the hit series Black Ink Chicago that airs every Wednesday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on VH1. Uh, met Don up in up in Philadelphia. Great, great, great gentleman. You know, came in, commanded the room. You know, people were running up to him, getting his autograph. I, I got a selfie with him, too. Then my, then my PR person, Don, messed it up. <laughs> I couldn't even post it, man. I got, I got, I said, I got, I, we got a selfie. I can't even post no more. So next time I come here, because I'm coming to Chicago for the NBA All Star Game. So if you guys are around, which I'm sure you will be, uh, let's connect because I would love to sit down, and just talk about. Because that's why I created money making conversation to to be able to sit down and listen to people's dreams and then help. Them. And I'm not asking for any money when I when I said that God has given me a, many lanes of success, many many lanes of success, and many relationships. And all I try to do is just point people in different directions. I'm talking to Don and Four Broomfield. They're on the show, the hit show, because I see it on NFL commercials now. 
uh, Black Ink Crew Chicago. It airs every Wednesday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. You guys are influencers. And I'm going to just tell you something, Don. When I met you, you know, you, you, you is a, is a, is an aura that radiates from you that I liked, that I, that I gravitated to, you know, and I've been around a lot of successful people. And I'm a successful person. You have it, man. And, and for, and meeting you for the first time and hearing how you talk, you got it too. So that means that you two are influencers and continue that mantle of influencing because I have, I'm hosting a panel tonight for uh, big brothers, big sisters. It's called real men who mentor. And I'm hosting that tonight. I got my boy, Ron Rico Lee, my boy, Harry Douglas from the Atlanta Falcons and, and, uh, and other people, Q Parker from 112. We all get in there and uh, eight hours a day for, that's all I have to get one year. And I, I'm not engaging you to do this. I'm just telling you what we have to do as leaders. We have to commit our time elsewhere. And hearing you two talk, dude, y'all, y'all, y'all some bad boys, man. Y'all are some bad boys. <laughs> I'm just going to let y'all know that. Well, we, I, Thank you, brother. We're just trying to continue to grow. Um, like you said, my, you know, us going up here in Chicago has been a journey uh, in itself. Uh, you know, unlike a lot of youth uh, today, they don't have the opportunities we had uh, as getaways. Right. But conversations like this is a reminder of the things that we do daily. Uh, you know, my brother is a witness. You know, I was working on alternative school for six years, working with the youth in Chicago. Yes, sir. To continue to create constant programs to uh, try to continue to grow. Uh, so, you know, uh, this type of conversation will help us give these kids uh, at an earlier age avenues yes. of success Yes. Uh, and learning that every kid is not going to be an athlete. Every kid yes. is not going to, you know, excel in school. So mm-hmm. conversations like this will teach our kids about early entrepreneurship. Some of these kids are brilliant to where they can come straight out of high school and own their own business. Yes. And these are the type of things I want to teach them that will help them stray away from the street life. Uh, stray away from the negative activities that they have to participate in just to get back. Um, so the younger we can teach them about uh, leadership and entrepreneurship and being their own leaders and bosses, I think that's just what's going to help turn Chicago around. Because every kid wants to either be a rapper or an athlete because they believe like that's the way out. And I want to give them the jewels and the tools to be successful way earlier than what we were. It took us, we eventually figured it out. But if I can give that to a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, the knowledge that I have now, I think that's going to make a way bigger impact uh, than a lot of other things that we can do. My man, this is awesome. Uh, first of all, I didn't, I didn't talk about it. I know other cast members because you guys are so engaging. You guys are so special. And know this, you can keep Rashawn McDonald naming your Rolodex. Rolodex. So if you ever need me to come up there, I come up on my own dime. I pay for my own hotel. I pay for my own Uber to come to your event to support you. I'm, I'm just that way. I'm just that way. I, it's Thank a give. You, you got to give to get. And to get, I'm getting a relationship. If I give the relationship right, then we're going to all win. Because all we're trying to do is provide opportunities. And I'm going to just tell you something else, both Don and Four. You're doing way bigger things outside of Chicago. Okay? So it's a it's an impact everywhere. That's when I met yeah. Don. I said, I got to have you in Wilmington. He said, I'll be there. And guess what? This ain't the last time we're going to talk, fellas. If y'all available during the NBA All-Star Weekend, let's get together, okay? Because I'll be up there in two weeks. Freezing, though. I'll be wearing the right clothes. I live in Chicago. I know how you got to dress. I know what time of year it's going to be. You won't have me up there looking cool and not warm. I'll be both. I'll talk to y'all later, Don. Y'all keep going strong. Got the guests, the stars of the series, Black Ink Crew Chicago, every Wednesday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Money-making conversations. 
Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Glide across the ice at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run in Alexandria. Enjoy outdoor skating and thousands of twinkling lights for great photo ops. For hours and ticket information, visit novaparks.com. Nova Parks, discover what's next.